This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Palace Preview Pod from those guys at Back the Nest. Apparently I've got 13 seconds uh, to fill in while I do this. Um, this programme is going to be about the game again. Okay, welcome to the Wolves at Home Preview Pod. Uh, with us today, we've got Christopher Chris Clark. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, not bad, Nick. Just recovering from Plymouth away, to be honest. Um, and, of course, looking forward to um, another game at the weekend. Sunday. What's that all about? Um, so, we'll be covering the Plymouth game a little bit and um, talking about the draw for the next round. And, of course, we'll be talking all about the upcoming Wolves game. We've got no Patrick with us this week because he is retired and he's out playing golf. So, lucky old Patrick, that's all I can say. Um, Chris, you went down to Plymouth. I bet after the first half you wish you hadn't, or is it just another ground ticked off so you didn't really care about the result? It was a ground ticked off for the 92. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd already had a nice time. It's an interesting place to visit. I wish I'd had more time, actually, to explore properly. It was nice to see some familiar faces, uh, some of whom got particularly irate during the first half. Uh, by the end of the first half, we got... Um, chance of um, parish out sack report. Um, mm. I I was saying keep calm. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, and I was recording a little video saying that um, at very right at the back of the end of half time when the second goal went in. So I didn't actually see that happen. It's the classic. In this case, I had actually finished my beer. I just missed it. Missed the goal because I was recording a little video, which in the end I don't think we used. Yeah, I was going to put it in here, but I kind of sent it as a joke as well. But well done for doing it. Uh, yeah, I was more interested in whether you met the Plymouth Ho or not while you were down there. <laughs> uh, she wasn't available. No, sorry, we shouldn't say that, should we? <laughs> yeah, her sister's the Westwood Ho. Um, but there you go. Sorry, I had to get that one in there. People are saying I don't make enough jokes on this uh, new iteration of the preview podcast, so... I shall try a little bit. Um, so, our first half set up, lots of players brought in what we'd call fringe players. Now, 
were there too many of them for any of them to make a difference or be noticed? Or were they all just shite? Or were Plymouth good? <laughs> I think it was a mixture of all three. Um, the It would have been very surprising if you change almost the whole team, bring on lots of fringe players, as we did, and for it to gel immediately and work really well. On the other hand, I mean, you could argue that we were playing a lower league level of opposition. They'd made a lot of changes too, and they did gel, and they played with purpose. Uh, on the other hand, I've said on the other hand twice now already, but yeah, this is the point. It was a weird mix of a game. They looked purposeful. They looked incisive. They took their chance. We took our chance too, but we had a goal disallowed. I mean, that's about the fourth or fifth time that's happened this season already. Then we need to be looking at that in terms of making sure players stay on side when they get get chances. But, but ultimately, no, sorry, it was the change up there. Mm-hmm. Um, how how irate were the Palace fans at the lack of VAR? It was raised a number of times. It's fair to say, um, but I think it was more because you know the the goal that that we scored that was um, adjudged offside was so far away from us it was at the far end of the pitch so we couldn't tell uh you know it, it we didn't want it to be offside but we couldn't see uh we were calling for VAR of course and jokingly and then the flip side theirs looked a mile offside to us um and that actually was close to us but obviously again we were behind the goal so you don't have a side on view you can't really judge but also the linesman looked like he was quite away behind that incident so it looked like guesswork to us but there was a lot of jokey frustration which became increasingly unjokey as the first half ground on yeah i mean it takes a lot of uh to get var in a cup competition in the early rounds going to be very very difficult anyway because it's certainly not cheap um well, nothing's cheap nowadays because somebody's always making a pound somewhere, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't expect lower league grounds to all have it unless they've been relegated. Um, so second half subs made all the difference. Now, there was a similar story for Everton when they played uh, against Doncaster Rovers. They were 1-0 down until they brought in... I can't remember his name. It wasn't Benito, something like that anyway. Um, I know Chelsea had a little bit of difficulty getting through. Uh, there were some other, other teams that struggled and then overcame. Um, do you think Plymouth tired at all? You know, Palace weren't on their own in, in struggling at first. That's what I'm saying. Well, I would have thought that, I mean, it didn't look to me like they tired. I mean, they, they made changes as well. Uh, and they had obviously, uh, rotated their team so that they had, relatively fresh and inexperienced players in that lineup against us. I think the big issue was class told. Once we brought on a number of uh, you know impeccable quality attacking players, and I'm including Jeffrey Schlupp in that as well as uh, Eze. Okay. Um, you know, that ultimately, you know, class told and the the difference in the atmosphere as as things moved on and as it turned around when when it was two nil we were getting no noise from the Palace boys and once it went three two it was no noise from the Pasty boys that was great fun Plymouth's in Devon they were selling pasties. pasties in Cornwall they were very much selling pasties in the ground I mean I had one it was quite nice actually yeah. Okay, they, they were, and they're sponsored by, by Ginsters, aren't they? Yes, as all over the plastered all over the ground, and on one of their shirts back in the day, I think. Yeah, you can't beat a proper Cornish Cornish pasty, though. None of this fly by night rubbish that you get. Um, 
that's my tip. Have Let's hope that Falmouth. Falmouth fans aren't listening. Yeah. Well, they must be after um, Christopher Hamling's excellent appearance on the uh, Argyle pod last week. Um, so Mateta and Edward playing together up front. What are your thoughts on that? Not having seen the game, because it was on the radio. I listened to it at the bath. Reminded me of being a lot younger. In fact, radio is a lot more evocative watching football than telly. Um, I think, obviously, because it's more descriptive. Um, it didn't hark back to the days where they used to print a grid out of the football pitch in the radio time, so that if you listen on the radio, you could follow where the ball was. Matthews takes the ball into square B1. <laughs> it's literally like that. So wow, that sounds like chess stuff. I mean, I've, I've not come across that as a mode of commentary. As you know, you're clearly um, ageing yourself and ageing me there in describing that. But I, I agree with you that, uh, you know, listening to it on the radio would have been a, a different experience and something that, of course, we've got very used to every game being televised one way or another, you know, including through 100% legal streams that people use. But in this case, as you, as you say, you know, that it was difficult to get hold of the game at all. Um, in this case, I, I was there anyway, so I watched it. Um, in, in respect of what, what you were raising about... Um, Edward and Mateta, it's, it's, I mean, it's, obviously they didn't have as much time on the pitch together, but Mateta himself, um, yeah, bagging a hat-trick you can't argue with. Edward had two or three chances beyond the one that he you know, managed to put away. So I, I think there's scope there, but I don't think we're going to play 4-4-2 very much. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the reality. We, we tend to play one up top and that's going to stay the case, I imagine. Yeah, there's a scope in Bromley High Street. I sometimes buy cheap records in there. Um, right, Mateta, conundrum. Roy has said, I got this off the Palace website, we know Mateta can do that. When he gets in those positions, we know he's got that composure and ability to strike the ball very well. I was very pleased with his and Eddie's goal as well, getting across people at the near post and scoring from those crosses. I thought we were very dangerous when we made the changes from those crossing situations. I'm delighted for JP. He's waited a long time to get a first-team opportunity from the start. Today he had it, and I'm sure he will be knocking on my door telling me I told you how good I was. It's nice to have two strikers scoring. I thought Edward was very good as well. It's good to know that we have two good players like that, which is what we're going to need going forwards. So very positive there from Roy. Um... Did they score because it was Plymouth? Did they score because we played well? Nobody, we don't really know the answer to that. But I've seen reports today that Mateta might be penning a new deal. Um, he's had a very strange relationship with Palace fans, hasn't he, Chris? I mean, you think of the, how many iconic goals has he scored that you can think of off the top of your head? Well, the Brighton back heel for a start. Um Yep. Honest, I can't think of many. Millwall in the cup. Leicester. Leicester. Um, and, and they're important goals the as cup. well. They're important yeah. goals as well. And similarly, he's got, got us out of jail here where we were really up against it. So, you know, he's, he's clearly a player who has an impact. And, you know, Roy has been effusive there. That's interesting. That suggests that, you know, I mean, as we said, we're not going to do transfer news, but it does sound like, um, you know, he's going all in on this striker combination, unless he's talking him up such that we, you know, we get a good fee for him um, before the window shuts, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, was that a shop window display? 
Well, it's happened before. before. We've had players like Adebayor, haven't we? Um, And I've forgotten the the other guy. Um, Marco Reich played really well when his contract was coming up. Had a couple of blinding games and then went back to shit again when he got his contract. So it's really difficult to tell. Um, I know we said we weren't going to do transfers. And by that, I mean not actually talk about individuals who might be coming to us. But do you think that those two completely different performances depending on personnel on the pitch are going to open the board's eyes and dug his eyes into the fact that we do need more players to come in especially well a with injuries we've got possible injuries coming up and b with the AFCON in January well it's indicative that we we lack depth and as you say uh you know what we do have the issue with players being absent in January that's three four games uh potentially that could could prove to be important for us. I don't think there's going to be a great deal of business. I'm not expecting it. I, I think, you know, they, this time, you know, the resolving the Elise thing and, you know, if, if they can tie Eze down to a new contract, which has also been reported, that would also be amazing. I'm not going to bet any money on that happening either. But uh, those are the main things. Not losing key players, which we've succeeded in so far, is the main, you know, those are all like new signings, just keeping those those players who have been speculated to be going. So, yeah, that's, I don't, I can't see many incomings. Yeah. Um, and then last night I was watching DR live on his YouTube show. Uh, for transfer stuff, I recommend getting over onto the, the back of the Nest YouTube channel because it's going to be like fire on Thursday and Friday night, if indeed we have come out by Thursday. Um, so watch, watch all the info there because anything we say regarding players is no doubt going to be obsolete. So it, it's probably not worth it. Um, but I did watch DR's YouTube channel last night for his live reaction to the cup draw. And other than the fact that his stream was about a minute behind it, what I was watching on the actual cup draw, watching his reaction to Man United away after he'd spent the last 20 minutes saying that he wanted to play Sutton at home for a nice, easy cup run. Um, he wasn't very happy. It's worth re-watching that. You can watch all his old videos if you search YouTube. Chris, you being a person who wants to do the 92, were you in Orient on Saturday, did I see? Yeah. Okay, that's good. It's lucky, you know, got away from doing a preview show now that you don't even have to watch Palace anymore. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um and so I've lost my thread now. Um what was I gonna talk about, Chris? Uh you were Yes, Man that, United Man reaction, United. yes. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, Let's talk about you doing 92 grounds. Yes, that was it. exactly. So, I mean, there were so many other clubs 
you know clubs that we've not played in a you know probably a decade if not you know even longer that we would have been really exciting draws i do think it's a sign of how far we've come um that, i mean when we drew the united in the league cup in 2014 I was really excited, uh, and and we, I went up to Old Trafford on the coach that day, and I saw the Darren Ambrose screamer, and it was fantastic. And you know, I really, really loved that day out. Now, I am not inspired by this draw. I, uh, you know, I, it's it's a midweek game, probably away at Old Trafford, and. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely not excited about another game against another Premier League team, and I'm slightly fatalistic about it as well. But you know, that's not really the point. It's not about the result. It's about the fact that it's just another boring game. I I wanted something more exciting than this. There were so many interesting clubs we could have got, and we didn't. Just bad luck. It's it's a shit ground that happens to hold a lot of people as well with a leaky roof, very very poor catering facilities and not a lot of room in the concourse. Okay, I know I might be describing the Arthur Waite stand a bit there, but um, apart from the holding a lot of people thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, I can't see many people going up there, to be honest. And then... It's an interesting you know, shout, it, isn't it? I mean, midweek in September against on the other hand there'll be lots of people who possibly haven't been able to get tickets for the league games against Man U who you know are excited about that possibility so maybe there will I, I think we'll set out whatever allocation we choose to take but I'm not sure we'll take the massive allocation that we you know would take for most Premier League games against a team of that stature and leaving the League Cup got a quiz question for you Chris um, who was the last Palace player to score a hat-trick. Oh, God. Uh, There's a clue with League Cup there because it was a League Cup game. I'm going to struggle here. I'm going to say Christian Benteke. No. No? It was in a 4-1 defeat of Charlton in 2015 and it was Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. Wow. Was that a home game? Yeah. It, Midweek yeah. evening, I remember it now. I remember yeah, them throwing bottles 20... at us after the game. Yeah, 23rd of September. Yeah, yeah I remember it. So, um, yeah, and it was their cup final because they said they'll never play us again. They were right. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Wolves travelling down from the Moulinex Stadium uh, at the weekend for a two o'clock Sunday kickoff. So do you have your lunch before the game? Do you wait till after the game when you're really pissed? Who cares? Guy, rule the fixture list. Uh, so what can you do about it? Um, we've won 25 games against Wolves. We've drawn 19 and we've lost 30 against them. So it's kind of fairly even. It's only five games out of um, adding up very quickly, 75, that there's a difference. Um, Wolves aren't the fools they were in the 50s, are they, Chris? <laughs> They're certainly a not. really big bloody bloody team. They're barely um, the force they were two years ago. To to be honest, I mean, I'm quite optimistic about this game. I'm, you know, it looks like they're going to lose. I think I think it's Nunes um, to Man City, and they've they've lost a number of other uh, key players uh, during the summer window, and it doesn't look like they've brought much in either. So now you could say similar about us in the in the sense that we've lost Wilf and we've not really. Uh, signed much extra 
Uh, I mean, everyone was complaining about Lerma as a free signing, but actually I, I'm incredibly happy with the way he's worked out so far. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I'm optimistic that, you know, we will we'll pick up a win in this game. Well, talking of signings, uh, Wolves have signed, like us, they've signed a South American wonder kid, but this one's only 18, a good bloke called Gonzalez from Paraguay. Um, whether his work permit will be ready uh, in time for Sunday, I don't know. Um, on the transfer rumours that I wasn't going to talk about but seem to have spoken about more than anything else in this show, yet the latest at time of recording is City are going to pay £53 million for Nunes, which is like their danger man gone if he does go, uh, which is more than originally agreed, and the City youngster Tommy Doyle is going to go to Wolves on an initial loan with a significant sell-on clause. So, I mean, even if Palace do make signings in the rest of the window, I don't think they're going to be playing um, straight away unless we're really desperate. Um, can you see a difference in how we line up then uh, compared to how we started against Plymouth or how we started against... Uh, well, obviously, we won't have all the fringe players. Uh, how we started against Brentford. I don't foresee significant changes. Roy doesn't tend to do that unless it's enforced. I don't think we've got any significant injuries that have been reported thus far. You know, there's obviously still time that uh, can happen right up to the start of the game. The reality is that, you know, the, the players who have been out injured thus far this season are still injured, generally, you know, as far as we're aware. There are players who have definitely played their way into being guaranteed uh, first-team picks, like Lerma. Uh, Lerma Decore is definitely um, establishing a good um, partnership. Really, I... I I think, you know, Ayu is certainly going to be a starter, and rightly so, as is, um, I think, Jeffrey Stutt will be, as a clearly has to be. The the interesting question is what, you know, which striker gets picked. And up to now, clearly, Edouard has got the nod. Uh, but, you know, Mateta has played his way into consideration with that performance against Plymouth. I still think Edouard will be given the nod, but Mateta may be brought on to... Uh, you know, change the game if required. Uh, I think that's that's the biggest pick I would suggest. And do you think Dean Henderson will be playing in goal if he's indeed signed? Let's see if he's signed. But I think Roy tends to like to get the size of people before he throws them in. And also, you've got to establish relationships with the players in front of you. So my money would be that Johnston starts. But, you know, let's, let's see. I mean, we don't even know for certain that Henderson will be at the club at all. But I, I think he sticks with Johnston. But, you know, then again, maybe Johnston won't be here. Who knows? And how do you think we'll approach the game? I mean, the last time we played them, we lost 2-0 um, to an Anderson-owned goal. And I think it was actually, um, once this advert disappears, it was actually Ruben Neves who scored. Is he still with them? I think he's it gone. Was, has he? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm going I'm to check that now. Cause... And is Costa still with them? No, he's definitely gone, hasn't he? Um, apparently, um, your current team, Al Hilal. So Ruben Neves is in Saudi. Um, and uh, Diego Costa, I think he was looking at someone else, wasn't he? Um, oh, this is, this is going to be great listening. <laughs> um, he's at Botafogo now. Um, is he? Yeah. So... Oh. 
Um, they they really don't sense have sense. a lot of firepower. I think we'll be going What's to attack that going the game. On? I've got voices in my ears now, Chris. Asking, It'll be one of these uh, websites that you've gone to look me. at. We'll have a little video playing in the corner. Um, and Chris you. has gone quiet. Sorry, Chris, gone quiet. I don't know what that was. I just okay. Can you hear me now? You. I can hear you now. Right. Can good. you hear me? Yeah. Right. So where were we? We were looking. We were at we were speculating about who Wolves have, um, and we've established that both of the players who scored against us last time um, are not. Well, one was an own goal, and the other one was um, he's gone. Uh, he's in Saudi. Uh, Costa's not there anymore. Uh, they they really are lacking quality I think and so I think we'll take the game to them I think you know we'll we'll be playing we'll start Eze and we'll be we'll be looking to attack I, I hope that it's like the the away game there a couple of years ago when it was one of the, the more straightforward wins I've seen us have when we played them away two years ago and we were by far the better team and Jeffrey Shuck got a, a beautiful goal as well as I recall so yeah well, Optimistic, but I think we'll be we'll be definitely seeking to use our speed and you know our attacking combinations. I, I mean, it's a shame we haven't got Elise, of course. You know, and that's that's still a month or two um, to wait. But we we've got options down those wings, and we've got plenty of pace in attack now. Yeah, I mean, at the start of the season, we all had a chat about where we thought teams were going to finish, and Wolves were pretty low down, weren't they? In, I think in most people's leagues um, this season. They've only won one, apart from stuff in Blackpool in the uh, Carabao. Is it Carabao or Carabao? Carabao. Carabao. I don't care about that. Um, they beat Blackpool 5-0, um, and they've only won one game, and that was away to Everton. That was at the uh, weekend, but, wasn't it? So, yeah. and, I mean, that was a late win as, as well, but I yeah. think, but an important one. That's exactly yeah, the kind of game they need to be Yeah, minute. Yeah. Yeah, but, certainly late on. But looking at the forums, Wolves fans seem pretty confident. Well, I, I, um, I'm not surprised because, you know, they, they, by all accounts, they performed pretty well against Manchester United and were robbed with a very dodgy uh, decision not to give them a penalty late on. So, you know, they, they can rightly take um, you know, comfort from that. And I can't remember their other result, but it was against someone other than that. I, I think they... They got a draw as well, didn't they? Um, against someone half decent, as I recall. Um, not in the league. They've played three. I think they got beat four one by four one by uh, Brighton. Yeah, Less there we go. They lost to Everton. Oh, okay, so there you go. I mean, and losing to Brighton, um, you know, beep that out, um, producer Mikey. But um, losing to them is no great shame at the moment or surprise because they're a good team. I was really pleased to uh, watch their game after after the Leighton Orient game that I went to on Saturday. Uh, we went to a pub and watched the uh, Brighton game and were delighted to watch them lose to West Ham. That was that was quite a sweet day. Yeah, but I hate West Ham so much. I really I'd just love to see them go down in that big stadium. Um. Well, we've pretty much covered anything other other than uh, our predictions for the game. Um, I think we'll be uh, fairly attackive. I'm quite happy with, with what we've got so far this season. And I think the positivity un- that we've had under Roy will continue. Um, hopefully we'll score a goal in the first half. 
Um, I think it'll be close, but I think we're going to nick it 2-1 with Schlopp to score just to upset the um, scapegoat apple cart, which he does every now and then, doesn't he? Yeah, I think maybe, maybe you may well be right, Schlupp and are you, uh, to really upset the scapegoat apple cart. Um, and I'm saying 2-0. Okay, that's to Palace, obviously. Well, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nil, <laughs> nil two. Otherwise, um, yeah, I mean, goals. they're not scoring own goals unless we're very unfortunate. Well, sorry, it's such a short show today. It was done on the hoof last dot com because we forgot about appointment appointments and other things that are happening. Um, catch Chris and the review team on either Sunday or Monday, depending on when they're recording, who comes to the game and whatnot. As I said, DIR is on the YouTube. You can catch us on social media. We're on X, Twitter. We've got the Back of the Nest chat on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on the Clock app. We might even be on threads, but I think we've only put two things on there. Um... Send us a message if you need anything via any of those uh, mediums or hire back the nest. Thanks for tuning in and up the bloody palace. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.